Welcome to Soul Wisdom Transitions, the podcast that explores the spiritual and emotional transitions that shape our lives. I'm your host, Terry, and in each episode, we'll be diving deep into the stories, insights, and messages we have all received over the course of our lives. I call these messages our PTS, post-traumatic stories. During each episode, we will explore how to identify our stories, when and how they started, and most importantly, how to change our reaction to our triggers into a response that will enable us to experience the outcome we desire. From navigating grief and loss to exploring new paths of self-discovery and growth, Soul Wisdom Transitions is your guide to overcoming life's challenges and triggers with grace, resilience, and authenticity. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of discovery and transformation. Hey, greetings, everyone. I am Terry, your Soul Wisdom Coach, and this is the podcast that explores the spiritual and emotional transitions that shape our lives. We all come with stories. The stories become baggage, and baggage is difficult to carry around with us uh, every day, but that is what we do. So what I'd like to start with is a general overview of how we'll be going deeper into individual situations that will help you unravel your stories. And I'd like to start with awareness. So many things we take for granted because they're not in our immediate awareness our toes, our teeth, even our brain. That is until something goes wrong. You get a blister on your baby toe. Now you're aware you have toes. You get a searing pain when you chew on the left side of your mouth. You are definitely aware you have teeth. For me, awareness was profound in September of 2009. I was slowly waking up, and things seemed strange. The bed was smaller, It wasn't my bed. I had wires attached to me, and I looked over to the corner of the room and saw my brother. It's like, wait, what? My brother lived across the country from me, so what's going on here? Then I saw my husband, Peter, and I was like, okay, so everything's okay. That seemed a little bit better. Then on the other side of the room, I saw a former colleague who I hadn't seen in a very long time. I was like, this can't be right. What I found out was that I was in ICU. And I had been there for three weeks. I had sustained a traumatic brain injury, and I had a long road to recovery. Three weeks in ICU in a coma, four weeks in a rehab hospital, four weeks in a transitional living center. A few days into my stay at the transitional living center, I met with the director and chief neuropsychologist who told me that before the brain injury, my brain function was, you know, at about a six or a seven, which is normal. Now, after the brain injury, I'm about a two or a three. And after about two years of intense rehabilitation, I might get back to a four or five. Now, I could have taken that message and added it to the messages that I had accumulated over the course of my life and accept that I was truly broken, this would be the new normal, and now I would literally be less than, not enough. After some thought, I realized that it was my choice how I responded to that message, and I decided to call bullshit on the doctor's diagnosis. 
only I could put restraints on my recovery, and I chose no restraints. With the support of my husband, I moved my family from from California to Colorado and started a business. And today, I'm an award-winning author, a successful business owner, and my passion is serving others, hence this podcast. Uh, My expertise is helping women and couples unravel their own stories, usually by partnering with my horses here at my six-acre ranch in Sedalia. And over the course of this uh, initial episode, I'll share with you three steps to help you begin to unravel your own stories. First, you have to be aware that the stories you have are impacting your life. Second, you have to become aware of the triggers that are holding you back and making you feel that you're broken or not good enough. And the third step is to choose a more intentional response by seeing that maybe you have to let go of who you think you are so that you can become who you are actually meant to be. And that is a favorite quote of mine, and I use it frequently. So the first is recognizing that we tell ourselves stories. Where did they start? These messages are written on our uh, personal whiteboard over and over again through the course of our life. And if you're familiar with using a whiteboard, the more you write on it, the same message over and over again, even though you erase it, you can still see the letters underneath. So even though you think you've gotten past whatever story or trauma you're dealing with, it's always written on our personal wife. So an awareness of my own story is uh, I learned very early that I was not good enough just on my own to be included in, you know, fun things to do and relationships. I was probably around eight or 10, eight or nine, and We were on vacation up at a lake in uh, upstate New York, and my sister's friend had a boat. My sister was older than me. They were going out on the boat, and of course, I wanted to go with them, but uh, they did not want a, uh, a younger person tagging along. But I found out that if I could, uh, if I offered to buy lunch or buy a tank of gas, I was allowed to go with them. So that message was that I wasn't good enough by myself, but I could buy my way in. I got these messages over and over again in one in one form or another over the course of my lifetime. And actually, you can read the whole story in my book, Finding True Purpose, Life Beyond the Castle. And you know, this, the, the second profound one was uh, my early in my career, I was uh, promoted to uh, administrative assistant, executive assistant to the CEO of a company. And he literally told me that everyone now is going to want to be your friend, but only because you work for me. Now, because of the stories that I have accumulated, that made perfect sense. Of course, they didn't want to be my friend just because of I'm awesome, which I am, but because of who I had access to. So many stories like this was, were written over the course of, of my lifetime. For a client uh, example, um, I was working with a client that had received similar message to my own over the course of her lifetime. We were the, in the arena with my herd of horses, and I asked her to make friends with one or more of the horses and have them join up and follow her just because of who she was. You know, she wasn't allowed to bribe them or give them grass or put a halter on them and, and have them come with her. As she was interacting with the horses and I was coaching her to unravel the story of not being good enough, 
The horses ignored her until she realized that she needed to accept and love herself. And as soon as she did, two of the horses approached her and followed her as she walked away. So what is the story that comes up for you that might be keeping you from being the best you can be? You may be aware every time you speak with one of your siblings on the phone, you become anxious or agitated, and you're not sure why. What we're going to examine over the course of of my podcast is we're going to figure out what the message is that happens every time you speak with them. And starting today, I invite you to become more aware of these stories and journal about that awareness. You may not come to a conclusion yet, but starting the process will help you begin to unravel your own PTS, post-traumatic stories. We also need to become aware of um, our triggers. What is it that, you know, what is it that makes you react? You know, when, when someone says X, you react. Example, wow, what an interesting color you're wearing. That was innocuous. And the trigger When you were six, every time you dressed yourself, your mom said, oh my God, what an awful cover. I can't believe you put that on. Let me change you before we go out. So the message you received is that you have no fashion sense and no matter what you choose, it's going to be the wrong thing. Client I'm working with wanted to figure out why she kept sabotaging herself every time she got close to being successful. What was her definition of success? I asked. Her father was very successful, and what she remembers is that he never had time for the family. He was always too busy, and all the family friends thought he was a complete jerk. So what I'm hearing you say, I said to the client, is that being successful, you have to give up your family, and you have to be a complete jerk. And she sat back in her chair and said, oh my God, I never thought of it that way before. While we were talking, one of the horses kept trying to tip her chair over. He was being a jerk. Once she had the realization that her idea of success was based on her father and his idea of success, the horse let out a full body release and walked off. If you already know what your messages are, continue to explore what, uh, what those messages mean, where they started. Write in a journal, ask yourself, or reach out to me at Terry at Begin Again Ranch, and we'll discuss it together. So, Does Sharon really need to give up her family and be a a complete jerk to be successful? No. Uh, To be valued, do you really have to do everything for everybody? No. And to be content, do you really have to give up your dreams and goals? Absolutely no. And next we have our intentional response. Making a conscious choice to respond intentionally instead of on automatic reaction. So working with a couple, they, uh, they, were, they came out to see me and they were in the arena and had had a discussion in the car on the way to, to the ranch and they were continuing their discussion. Um, I'm using air quotes. As they, were, as they were, were talking, he stood up and was getting louder And she sat in her chair, crossed her legs, crossed her arms over her chest, and leaned forward. So this was a very familiar dynamic for them. And my thought process was, do I interrupt him and change his reaction? Or do I interrupt her and change her reaction? While I'm deciding on what to do, uh, Bodhi, my horse, walks in between them 
grabs her by the shoelaces, shakes her foot, and drops it. So she was totally surprised and sat back in her chair. And um, I said, you know, what happened? And she said, well, you know, he just, he just interrupted everything. I said, well, yeah, he did. I said, so this is a familiar dynamic. What's going on? She said, well, whenever he gets this way, I want to make sure I'm listening intently. So I lean forward and, and, and listen. And I pointed out, you know, from his perspective, can you see that you, by crossing your legs and crossing your arms, you just closed yourself off completely so he feels he needs to get louder for you to hear him. And it dawned on her, and she's just, you know, a different perspective. She thought she was being attentive, and he thought she was being closed off. So she was able to open up, sit down, you know, shake her legs, and said to him, okay, now I'm open and listening. Please tell me what's going on. He took a deep breath, sat down, and they were able to have a discussion and reach the outcome that benefited them both instead of automatically reacting and not getting anywhere. So, you know, what I ask you to do is be aware of what what your triggers are, and you're not going to change things uh, right away. But the more you're aware, I mean, even if you're aware after the fact, you can say, oh my gosh, I, that, that was a trigger of mine. I could have I done something different. You're aware of it. Then the next time it happens, because it will, I still get triggered. You can say, you know, you can catch yourself in the moment and choose to respond instead of react. You can just, you know, feel it coming up, feel the trigger, feel the reaction, and just say, okay, here we go again. You know, this is my stuff. What's going on here? So become aware of your stories. Acknowledge what your triggers are. And choose to take a moment and respond to the trigger instead of reacting to it. So in my life, over the course of my 65 years... I am a 29-year sober recovering alcoholic and a traumatic brain injury survivor. And every day I choose how I will respond to my circumstances, and you can too. Over the course of this uh, podcast episodes, we will delve deeper into um, different stories and how to respond to them and get past them because we all have post-traumatic stories. It could be anything from child neglect or, uh, you know, a, a trauma that you received while growing up, abandonment if your parents are divorced, to something like a really bad haircut the day before your prom. That's traumatic. All of these things are traumatic. Different scales of traumatic, but still trauma. And, uh, you know, we need to be aware of that because those stories are what are what keeping you from being and living the best life you can at this stage of your, of your time uh, on your life journey. So I'm here to help you on that journey. And, you know, over the course of the, of the podcast, we will, we will look into to deeper, deeper situations and just becoming more aware 
And, and that's the, the, word, the word of the day is uh, more aware. And we all have the stories. They're all personal to each one of us. And we can continue to carry them with us, or we can actually figure out what they were, what they are, and how can you start to unravel them so that you don't need to keep carrying them around anymore. And one of the things that, that I like to do is become very aware of my own stories. And like I said, I am still triggered and, you know, I have to buy my way into community. Uh, I can't tell you how many certifications I've accumulated over the years. And I was at a, an event uh, in Atlanta and they were doing, uh, as I'm sure many of you are aware of, they were doing the hard upsell to keep going on in their program. And I found myself sitting at the table saying, okay, you know, if I, if I get a few more clients and I, and I, you know, allocate part of my pension to this monthly fee, um, I can probably make this work and going through this. And I just had the realization, thank goodness, sat back in my chair and said, oh my God, here I am triggered. I'm doing it again. I need to buy my way into staying in this community. And I was able to not pull out the credit card, not fill out the application form, and give myself permission to stop trying to buy my way in. That's my story. What's your story? Let's figure out what your story is. And we can do that over the course of the podcast. You know, I ask you to you know, contact me if you have something specific that you want to work on. And... It's just, it's our choice. And if we acknowledge the fact that instead of reacting, we can choose to respond, it will make all the difference. So until next time, in the meantime, I ask you to close your eyes, take a deep breath, smile, and begin again, just like I do every single day. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on Soul Wisdom Transitions. I hope you found value in today's episode. If you enjoyed the content and would like to support my podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. Your feedback and suggestions are essential to my growth and improvement. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, you can reach me at terry at beginagainranch.com. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay updated on future episodes and exclusive content. Remember, your soul wisdom is your power. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep shining your light through life's transitions. Until next time, this is Terry, your soul wisdom guide, signing off for now, and may your journey be filled with boundless soul wisdom.